0: Three, two, one. Cue music. This is Movies First with Alex First and Chris Coleman. We turn to a biopic, although a slightly dramatised biopic on this edition of Movies First with the Emily Dickinson story told in A Quiet Passion. Alex First, greetings. Greetings, Christopher. This is a movie that you would... Most people are going to struggle with. I... I like the fact that the performance of the character that plays Emily Dickinson is something mighty special. Do you remember Cynthia Nixon from Sex and the City? Yes. Yes, I do. She was good. She was very good. I enjoyed that series. It was fun, all of that sort of stuff. This is about as different <laughs> to <laughs> that you can possibly imagine because she plays a character who initially expresses herself and is kind of external. And then becomes internal for much of the movie. And it's a remarkable, heavily nuanced performance, totally believable. And her character transitions from personable to decidedly unsociable. And earlier good humor and wit kind of vanishes. So that's the way that she plays Emily Dickinson. The writer and director of A Quiet Passion is Terence Davies. And I'll say to you that he continues his love affair with a woman he regards as America's greatest poet. And I say that because back in 2008, Terence Davies did a visual ode to Liverpool called Of Time and the City. Uh And that contained him, Terence Davies, reading a poem from Emily Dickinson called Poem 301. If you haven't, if you're not familiar with it, Worth looking it up. It's quite, I mean, we we should not forget what a wonderful, wonderful poet Emily Dickinson was. Problem, few people in her day recognised that. Fewer than a dozen of her nearly 1,800 poems were published in her lifetime, which is a crying shame because once she passed away, things changed but she was born into privilege in the year 1803 and she spent most of her life on her parents' estate in Massachusetts. When she was young, she is shown as this fiercely independent, intelligent young woman who exchanges forthright opinions on life and art, and more particularly on the place of women in a patriarchal society. She's not at all afraid of speaking her mind, but she becomes more and more reclusive as the years go on. And she gradually withdraws from society until the seclusion which I've just spoken about is all but complete. And in that cloistered existence, she is utterly consumed by poetry. So, as I say, it's unfortunate then that recognition for her work is scant. There are places you visit and places you behold full of natural wonders that beckon with the promise of a feeling you haven't felt in a long time, a feeling you're in the right place, immersed in a moment you never want to end. It's here in West Virginia, from lush rolling hills to quiet streams and unexpected adventures, a place full of mystery and endless fascination, a place that's almost heaven. Find your version of heaven at wvtourism.com. You're listening to Movies First with Alex First and Chris Coleman. So it's Emily's encounters with her sister, played by Jennifer Eel, brother Duncan Duff mother Joanna Bacon and father Keith Carradine to provide the hinge around which the film is actually structured. And I mean, you can tell the director Davies is enamored with Emily Dickinson and it shows in virtually every scene. This is extremely slow moving, a number of significant pauses between scenes. And I readily admit I looked at my watch a lot. I really wanted the action to move forward. That's not a good sign. No, and that's something we've spoken about that on, oh, jeez, more times yeah. than either of us would probably care to admit over the years that if you look at your watch in the first 15 minutes of a movie, it hasn't done its job. No, it hasn't. I mean, that's notwithstanding the fact that Terence Davies regards her poetry as sublime and, and you know, began... This this movie began development in 2012, so he'd done the first one in 2008 and and then followed it up. But uh, as it's a period drama which will suit very, very few people. Poetry readings are interspersed with the unfolding storyline. I was trying to come up with a word that summed it up, and I, I reached the conclusion grim is summing up my experience with a quiet passion. So if you want to see a grim movie with some fine acting from Cynthia Nixon, then... Yeah, you might consider a Quiet Passion. If it wasn't for her, my mark would be decidedly different. It would be a lot worse than I'm going to give it. OK. Well, in that case, give us a score for A Quiet Passion. Six and a half out of ten. You've been listening to Movies First with Alex First and Chris Coleman. Subscribe to the full podcast at Audioboom, Stitcher, and iTunes, or your favorite podcast distributor. This has been another quality podcast production from Bytes.com. Welcome to Mafia, a new podcast telling stories of America's criminal underworld. Gotti assumed the position of head of the Gambino family. And using the name Donnie Brasco, I was able to infiltrate the Bonanno crime family in New York City. Bugsy Siegel is an American mob legend. One man changed the whole texture and landscape of crime in America. Listen to Mafia every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your favorite shows.